Everybody, hey everybody, uh, David. I'm David. I'm Michael. Uh, we are from a business called Aerial Influence. We are. We sell drones, like this we giant do. drone here. This is the DJI Agress T10. It's a big spraying drone. It's actually a small spraying drone. It's a real uh, butte, Clark. It really is. Yeah. It really is a butte. <laughs> uh, but we are we're drone sales. We that's what we do. We collaborate yeah. with people. We like to innovate. Consult. Um, consult all sorts of different yeah. things. But today what we're talking about is the FAA part 137 and the documents you need right. uh, for that. Yeah. So, yeah. so normally you go through and you, you're writing a petition and you know, you send your manuals in for your drone and all that kind of stuff. But we're getting some feedback for the, um, the journey map. And so that we thought we'd go over some of the additional documentation that you have to send in as well. Right. And, and, and some of this is kind of, changed it seems like a little bit i mean i guess you you were supposed to always have something like this but the under 55 stuff it just went through easier yeah right and right there's once you hit that 55 pound mark it's gonna change a little bit right yeah yeah so there's there's basically three things that we're gonna go through um so these are the three basically manuals that you have to kind of make um, one, one second real quick yeah. on the screen right now, you're seeing that is where you need to go. Um, you can go to that website. That's our website. That's the agricultural side. And you can click on uh, email, you enter your email in mm -hmm. and then uh, it'll send you our agricultural journey map. So yeah, we're looking at that stuff. Right we, we did that in a previous uh, podcast and now uh, we're going to talk about the additional documents that you need. Yep. So, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so one of them is, uh, flight operations and procedures manual okay so flight ops uh the second one would be um a comp comprehensive training and certification program yeah and the third would be kind of like that operational risk and safety manual um and basically how are you going to mitigate risk yeah so so we should probably talk through each one of them individually. So let's, do you yeah. want to start with the comprehensive flight operations and, and, and these are, yeah. these are not like a couple of pieces of paper you put together. I mean, these no, are yeah. really I mean, they're, they're documents, big yeah. documents. Yeah. And, and this, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to move the table. That's okay. Um, this is an email basically from the FAA saying, this is what we need. So right. this isn't just us making this stuff up or right. whatever. Um, and then, you know, we do that sometimes. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Try not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, basically the main bullet point uh, over flight ops and and procedures manual, you they want flying procedures and they want pre and post flight procedures, right? Um, and then also maintenance information. Okay, uh, that that's kind of like the the broad, you know, the broad look at it. But but yeah, the when you really get into it, like, well, yeah, it's I mean, very detailed. You have to be very detailed I mean, on what your you procedures know, are. We have uh, pre and pre and post flight uh, that we did for um, like the, some of the T series drones. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that's that's a document, you know, and we you know take pictures to of the drone. So, you know, this is where you're going to be doing the maintenance on this, that kind of th thing. Right. Um, you know, we have a whole list of parts that basically can either, you know, if the part goes bad or gets damaged or something like that, this is what the part is needed. And this is what the part fulfills does on the drone. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it can get, 
multi pages. And and, and the, you know the other thing is when you do this, you have to be prepared to prove it. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So so you put together this big document that says here's what we do. Uh, the FAA comes out at some point and goes, well, that's not what you're doing. You know, yeah, so right. you got to make sure that you're actually following the documents. Yeah, and, it, and it's and it's really, I mean, it it could probably be, you know, somebody could say I'm just doing it for my farm, and that could be a very, you know, small. It could be a much smaller document. Yeah. Um. But then, you know, if you're doing a commercial operation where you're doing other farms and other uh, other areas, um, then you might be hiring other people. Yeah. Um. You want to have kind of standards yeah absolutely yeah and and it's something that will evolve over time too because as the drones evolve and as your business evolves i mean things will change but uh yeah so that that's uh number one uh oh sorry i was gonna say to the five people that are watching thank you so much thanks that's awesome the the ones that are watching live (laughs) we really appreciate that you're the real winners that's right send us uh, send us your send us questions or comments uh obviously we're you know we'll do this for as long as yeah. we have actual useful information right. to talk about. Right. So it'll be over soon. Guys. It'll be over soon. <laughs> no, it's so, Friday. Hey, right. all right. Uh, so let's go. Do you want to move to the conference? I don't know. Are you going to interrupt me again? No, I'm so sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, Keep talking about it. The second one, the S4 is we need a detailed training and certification program manual. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I kind of put three bullet points under here. So the training should be tailored for the, the operation that you're going to be doing. Um, so that could be, you know, is it going to be one drone and, you know, one guy? Well, then it's probably going to be under 55 pounds. Right. And if it's going to be over 55, then you're going to have to have, you know, at least a visual observer, that kind of stuff. How are you going to, you know, transport the stuff? Who's going to be doing what? Yeah, basically? right, right. And for something like, you know, like the T10. So say you're out in the field and because you can take the tank out and, right. uh, you know, have several tanks ready to go, um, you almost need a visual observer as well because somebody's got to be filling those tanks, right? And somebody has to be yeah. looking at the drone as well at the same I time. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess um, with under 55, I mean, you, I, you could, I guess, essentially be... The, the pilot could also be the visual, visual observer. observer. Um, it, it becomes kind of hard, <clears throat> you know, but, um, yeah. you know, and then when you're landing, that person could, I mean, you know, they, they say that, you know, not necessarily you shouldn't have the pilot necessarily mixing the, you know, the pesticides. Yeah. Um, because it's hazardous material. Yeah. So you don't necessarily want, but, you know, it's, it's a little bit different than, you know, it's not like you're filling a, f- a 500 gallon tank full of pesticides it's going to be used basically for you know a couple thousand acres or a thousand acres or whatever right um so yeah it's it's it, it basically has to be tailored to what you're going whatever to be you're doing right yeah, yeah totally. and you know if you're going to be in more congested area um then you have to take different precautions right you know because right. because they're finally kind of coming up with uh we had talked about in a previous podcast where there was kind of a 500 foot buffer yeah and while that makes a lot of sense for a giant ag tractor that has 500 gallons you know you should probably be able to get a little bit closer with these drones yeah because they are very precise they can turn on a dime and then they're only holding a fraction of that right and they're not holding fuel and 
you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of almost safety built into the drone. Yeah. Right. That, it, that is not, you know, it's just a bigger machine. I mean, the, the biggest plane. thing, the biggest thing you got to worry about probably with these is you don't want to fly them even though, you know, although they can handle flying in high winds really well, it's the drift. It depends, it you know, yeah. depending on where you're flying, like if you're flying, on your farm and you know the area that you're flying and right. you know as long as you have it programmed right you're going to be fine as long as there's not high winds right. you just got to be careful of the drift yeah because i mean the smaller the droplets the more potential for wind yep. uh drift yep the higher you are the more potential for drift um so yeah all these things have to kind of be taken in consideration and the training material should speak to the operation that you want to do yeah. So it should it should address those training things. One second, uh, we've got a. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, I, I just I just wanted to get so the second one, uh, training and certification certification yeah. program manual. We went over the first one. Training should be tailored for the proposed operations. Yeah. Um, you should have supervised operational training. So if you've got an employee and he's he or she's going to be using one of these. You know, somebody that knows how to fly this should also accompany and be part of that training to that new employee or the new person. That's right, right. So on. that everybody's doing the same thing the same way. Yeah. And the last thing, uh, so you need to include uh, flight testing and periodic training. So the, there's, you know, continuing training. Yeah. Just like we have for the 107. I guess it's uh, now it seems like more like training. Yeah. You know, when you're going to get you know, every two years, it's more of a continuing ed rather than just getting the same questions wrong. Yeah. Right. Two years later, later <laughs> and then two years later again, because, you know, anyways, yeah. so, um, you know, you, you want to have kind of like a written, like flight test, like, you know, a, 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 an understanding theory in theory, how yeah. these work and, um, actual hands-on work. Yeah. So, that's number and, two. And, and sometimes yeah. you have to get a certain amount of hours, right? I mean, uh, well, I mean, flying. they're so the when we go back to the 500, 500 foot buffer, right? Um, what 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 I saw that was approved, um, they're basically saying, okay, if you're closer than 500, then you have to meet this criteria. Yeah. If you're closer than a hundred, then you have to meet this criteria. Hmm. And it usually has to do with, okay, is there a buffer between, you know, if you're closer, close, close enough to another object, you know, within a hundred feet, you have to do a certain, a certain parameter when flying. Um, and, and, and also, you know, there should be, uh, some training involved yeah. and hours or, or batteries, you know, used on actual flying time right? before you go and do that closer than a hundred feet. Okay. Um, real quick, uh, yeah. Jay Hooper, uh, sent a question. In. Hey Jay. Uh, it's my understanding. And I, I think we're not going to know the answer to this and we, we will have to do some research on it. It's my understanding that in Indiana, a pilot slash operator cannot load the aircraft in an aerial application operation. And then that, that may actually be uh, something with Indiana. Uh, we grew up in Indiana, by the way. Yeah, so, yeah, we did. yeah both of us. Although we didn't, uh, we weren't flying or spraying no, at that time. No. But uh, yeah, I, I would, I would probably, that that's going to 
require I, I, some I, research. I, yeah. I, I can't answer that definitively. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Jay, we will we'll do some research on that, um, and and we'll contact you. Let me see if I can. Uh, I mean, I, I think uh, Jay. I think uh, in where was it? Uh, Minnesota. I think they have to have. They almost have to have like an apprenticeship. Yeah. You know before, and and if you think about it, I mean. If you've got somebody, th- these are all geared towards like airplanes. So eventually I would think that there's going to be enough people doing drones and there's enough difference between a drone and a plane. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So right. if you think about it, you've learned to fly a plane, you've got your license. Let's say you have 40 hours in a Cessna. Yeah. I mean, I sure in hell would not want to hire somebody that has 40 hours as a crop duster because, oh my gosh. you know, you're just getting the hand, handle on landing, taking off, right. figuring out where you are, that kind of thing. Now, all of a sudden, you want me to fly a, a, probably a higher performance plane with 500 gallon payload and you want me to get X amount of feet off of the ground and then pull up so I don't smack into something. Right. Yes, you want to have a lot of hours under your belt. Exactly. Whereas here, you know, um, I mean, even worst case scenario, maybe it smacks into a tree or something like that. Yeah. uh, Which probably won't because of, you know. All the uh, sensors. Sensors and and everything. Yeah. But it's something to take in consideration and we're still kind of adapting the drone to the FAA, yeah. to, to, to the plane, oh, you know, I the, with the way that we, we regulated the plane and we're kind of like trying to pull it over to the drone world. And then in the drone world, we're thinking, okay, well, this makes sense. This doesn't make sense. You yeah. Know, that kind of thing. But I think it's important to know, cause I know this can be uh, overwhelming. Hey, we got 12 people watching. <sighs> hey everybody. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> Nailed uh, it. You know, the important thing to remember is, you know, we've been doing this a long time, or, you know, you especially yeah. since like 2016, you've been involved in the agricultural side of things and uh, it's gotten, it's, it's progressing from where it, it originally yeah. was like, and we've seen a huge uptick in, you know, contacts and, and sales for agriculture, yeah. um, especially over the last six months. So, you know, you can see on your screen right now, and Jay, uh, you know, sorry we couldn't answer your question, but if you want to email us, um, shoot us an email, and we can then uh, get back to you, and we can do some research on that question. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, um, all right, do you want to move to our number? I, I would uh, add something to Jay's. If if you're thinking about doing a spraying operation. If it's going to be over 55 pounds, you're pretty much going to have to have a visual observer anyways. So, you know, that's where you could, I mean, if you're already going to have to have two people. Yeah. um, And Indiana is making you say, if you're the pilot or the person in control, then you cannot, you know, load the pesticide. Well, you might be okay anyways, because if you're over 55, then you're going to have to have a visual observer so you can maybe... Yeah, spread out the, right. the roles. Hmm. So there's not there's nothing necessarily saying that one person can't have two roles, but if that role is going to impede the you know uh, the flight, safe flight of then the drone. obviously you're going to have to have somebody else do that particular role. Right. Interesting. Yeah, uh, we've got number three, the third manual, operational that uh, no yeah operational risk and safety manual. So yep. the, this is a detailed risk analysis um 
that should identify risks specific to your operations, procedures to mitigate that uh, risk, and um, ultimately determine if the risk is acceptable. Uh, so let's say uh, you're going out and, you know, normally you say that you fly at no more than 12 miles per hour winds. Yeah. So let's say it's fluctuating between 12 and 13, but, you know, everything else is fine, you know, uh, and, and you're in a remote area. You're not next, next to somebody, you know, that you could potentially kill their, you know, whatever. And yeah. You can manage the drift. Maybe you find that, okay, you know, it, it looks like it's gusting maybe a half mile over my, so maybe that will be acceptable for you. Right. Or let's say, you know, the winds are starting to, you know, at, at 10 miles an hour, but they're spiking to 20 and maybe you have, uh, you know, some type of, you know, storm on the way or whatever, but currently it's okay right now. But by the time you start, you could have the storm. Well, you might find those risks unacceptable and then you pack up and go, you, know, you don't do it that plan day. for another day. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then that, that I'm, I'm sure that happens with, um, you know, you know, the, the established crop dusters and planes too. I mean, they have to assess their risk and all that stuff too. Question here from Aaron. Uh, I don't believe so. So if you're going to be required, he says, so if you're going to be required to have two people, can you fly two drones at once? I, I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. Well, I don't know that. I don't think that would be acceptable. Probably. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's going to be harder. Uh, obviously any, any, any other var variable you throw into it. Yeah. Um, whether it's an additional drone or less people working. I, I, I don't think he's asking about, you know, getting a special thing from the FAA. I think he's just saying, hey, I have two people here. Yeah. So can I fly two drones? Like you and I are both 107 pilots. Uh, we can fly two drones at one time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean. Uh, I think, yeah, that would be a tough one for the FAA to. to yeah, record. I guess it. You know, if you just had two people flying and they were over 55 pound drones, then essentially what you'd be asking for is, you know, to be able to pilot one 55 pound spraying drone from one person with no visual observer. You're acting as a visual observer. You're acting as a pilot. You're acting as the, um, the pesticide guy too. Right. Um, I guess if you had a detailed enough risk analysis and based on your operations, if it was, you know, uh, extremely remote, yeah. maybe, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. All these things are uh, looked at. at it's on a case, case by case basis. So, yeah. you know, I wish there was an easy answer and just be like, yep, you can do that. Yeah. Uh, but that, none of these questions are necessarily, yeah. uh, uncomplicated none of them are yeah. just yes or no questions it's yeah so i would say you're less likely to get something quickly mm -hmm. if you say i'm only doing one person but if you have all of these you know all of the risks basically accounted for yeah then maybe you could yeah yeah all right so interesting all right thank yeah. you for the question though aaron yeah appreciate it of course um what else you got I mean, that's pretty much it. So, it's, I mean, uh, in addition to your petition yeah, and um, they're going to ask you for uh, an operations and procedures manual, manual yeah. a training and certification manual, um, and also uh, operational risk and safety manual.
So those are the three additional things. So yeah, and it's complicated. You know, the one thirty-seven. I guess yeah. that's what I was getting at. Is you know, it's it, yeah, daunting. It all of this information, all this stuff, but it is doable. Yeah. Um, and I think it's gonna. And I know you think it, it's gonna start getting easier. Hopefully, uh, I, or at least, it, if anything, it will become. This is what I need to do. Right. Right. Rather at least we'll than, know what we need to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. For everybody, but. All right, so this week we had uh, a lot of stuff going on in the past, yeah. you know, basically in the last seven days, I think, right? Um, yeah. Where much. we traveled to Missouri, we went to, you know, University of Missouri. Uh, Even down by the this heel? The, the heel, heel of, of Missouri and delivered yeah. a drone. We did a whole video on it, so if you go to our YouTube, you can see, or yeah. Facebook, you can see that. But uh, colleges and universities uh, have been good customers of ours so far. Yeah, I mean, we got... Purdue, University of Missouri, uh, LSU, so Louisiana State University, mm-hmm. um, University of Illinois. Uh, we've worked right. with them as well. Uh, and I know there uh, are some others. Well, you, you, that I'm, Utah I'm was looking at it, but they were looking at it more for uh, a study rather than agriculture. Yeah. yeah. Actually, um, and I'd, I'd like to hook, hook back, back up, up with them. If yeah, I and see because see, they were going to write a, a whole kind of paper on it and everything. Yeah. So that might be interesting. Um, but yeah, I think, I think basically they're, they're trying to introduce this new technology to their students. And then also, uh, I mean, if you talk about precision ag, I mean, it's, this is it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is precision, precision ag. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, the reason we think this technology is really starting to grow in terms of being accepted in in the industry and all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. um, is because the colleges are now starting to teach it. You know what I mean? Uh, right. This this uh, is actually brought to you. This episode is brought to you by whatever he's drinking. Um, <laughs> Black cherry, clear American. Clear American. The, the... <laughs> just kidding. Uh, what was I even saying? Just that... uh, The colleges and universities are really starting to look yeah, at so, it. So basically, you know, we know this is going to be the future. Uh, in, uh, at least drones are going to play a big part in the future of agriculture because... Yeah. They're already teaching it to these kids. You yeah. know, these kids in college are flying this, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, right. So, you know, 20 years from now when those guys are in their 40s, yeah. um, they're re- it's really going to be remarkable. It's going to yeah. be really interesting to see where things are in 20 yeah. years. Yeah, when they're dropping their kids off at school in the hovercraft. Right, right. Like, exactly. when you couldn't ride these, Jimmy. Yeah. I mean, I'll be dead by then for sure. So, it's just <laughs> – I'm just kidding. Uh, that's a horrible joke. But, no, actually, um, it's, it's it's coming sooner than you think. There's all these. There's what, all my death. <laughs> yes, of course. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I'm saying heard us being able to ride in these things. I yeah, mean, oh, that's there's true. already yeah. public companies now. Yeah, you know, you got like Joby, uh, and uh, I won't be. See, this is the thing: ones. is I know you. Like, if somebody called today, and yeah, you, I'll die in one of these. Yes, things, you will. All the, all the you would be the first one, one to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you would be like, yeah. I'll, all right, where do I sign up? You know, <laughs> right. um, I don't think I could do it. I think yeah. I would, I would really have to see a lot of people, uh, test it out before, right. before I'd be willing to, uh, let's see. We got a we'll comment get you here. Helmet. We got a comment here. Let's see. Oh, Hey, bear Bowman. Um, he says, do you guys have any idea what a drone service would charge for mapping and spraying per acre acre? Any ballpark idea would be great. I did hear one, uh, when we were in Missouri, I heard that, they usually charge about nine bucks an acre for a plane. So that I would assume 
is just the service of taking that and spraying. So you're probably, I would imagine that you're paying $9 and whatever you're using, you yeah. know, whether it's a pesticide or an herbicide or something like that. Uh, that would be spraying. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's hard, it's hard because, because we, I don't, I don't want to say that, you know, cause we're not everything to everybody. We're more of like, you know, trying to figure out the, the technology, what's good for people, you know, helping people with fleets, consultation, that kind of thing. But as service, we're it's, not, we're not really service providers. Yeah. I mean, um, but it's really, it's the rate is whatever somebody will pay for it. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's you're going to have to talk this out with, you know, your potential clients. I mean, yeah. that's what I say to anybody that calls and, you know, cause we do, we get a lot of calls from people that are like, I'm interested in starting my own spring, yeah. you know, spring business. And I think our advice to those people is like, all right, talk to some of the farmers in yeah. your area because this is brand new, everybody. Like, yeah. you know, this is not something uh, that has been done for years and years. Like you're really yeah. going to have to do some legwork, go talk to the local farmers and see, say to them, Hey, I would like to spray, you know, this X amount of acres, you know, yeah. what would that be worth to you? Because if they're pl- paying an airplane to do it, it's going to be a lot more expensive, right? Well, I mean, not always. It depends on right. how much acres. But yeah, right. yes, it could it could be. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, and the other thing too is, okay, what do you need in order to start the business? Right. So then you've got, right. okay, so let's say you've got 150000 in the business with all, you know, the equipment and whatever you need to do. Right. Um, and then, you know, you can kind of work backwards too so what do i need in order to recoup uh my investment and does that number you know come out where it is you can charge that enough yeah right to to actually recoup your investment again that's hard it it is it's it's hard to say really um, i I you know getting out getting out and like you said you know talking to people you have to to potential people that could use the service, um, trying different industries. I mean, not just, uh, just the traditional agriculture. I mean, you know, there are high high value crops and, um, there's mosquito mitigation. There's all kinds of things. And, um, Maybe you don't start with spraying first. Maybe you do start with something like mapping. Mapping with where, like a RT, you know, the, the multispectral or something like that. Right. That might be the way to go, you know, to yeah. just get your foot in the door. Because um, that's going to give you the RTK and then yeah. you're going to learn that. And then when you do decide to go to a spraying drone, you've already got the RTK right. you know, stick that you can use with the drone. And, 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 and also trying to figure out, okay, who does the, the farmer listen to? Yeah. You know, he, he obviously listens to what he's doing, but does he, does he have a crop consultant? So he listens to them and they give a prescription. So maybe you want to, you know, go to some crop crop consultants and say, look, could this benefit your client? Now, again, that might be difficult too, because now you're trying to sell that crop consultant a service to then ultimately sell to the farmer. But if it's good enough, um, they might be interested. So it's maybe not just going to the actual owner, yeah. you know, of the, the, the property. Right. It could be somebody that that person, you know, consults with as well. And also don't forget, like you guys are all right now on social media, watching, watching us. Um, you know, we don't just do this cause we like to sit across from each other and talk to each other. <laughs> um, I mean, we like each other, you know, all that, but 
you know, we do this to basically spread the word of what we're doing, you know, yeah. so you got to get creative with the way that you're advertising yourself in your local community on Facebook, you know, join the local groups, yeah. you know, find the agriculture uh, Facebook pages and all that kind of stuff, because that's the way you make the connections. I mean, that's really, you know, one of the biggest things that we get is like, hey, I found you guys on YouTube or I found you on Facebook or I found you whatever. Yeah. Use that as well. You, you're going to you're going to have to um, right. do that. Now, we're lucky in some capacity because I have a background in sort of tele in television and all yeah. that. So I, I have pushed that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's harder, that's, harder than it looks. It is. It, <laughs> there's a lot of work that goes into it, but yeah. it doesn't all have to be hard. I make it hard sometimes. So, yeah. um, but anyway, yeah, use your Facebook, use your social media to spread the word on what you're doing. Trust me, if you show somebody a video, if you post a video, video on your Instagram of this thing flying or a picture of this thing mm -hmm. flying, you're going to get a reaction from people. Yeah. You can show it to a local farmer, show them what you're doing. You're going to get a reaction from people right. one way or the other. They might say, not right now. I'm not ready for it. Yeah. You know, but you've kind of planted something like, okay, exactly. well, I could take a little bit more control. You know, maybe I'm, I'm not waiting as much. Maybe I, uh, you know, maybe they can't justify a helicopter or plane because they don't have the space or whatever, but they, you know, something like this could actually increase their pr productivity yeah. because they're kind of sitting right in the middle, yep. you know, too small for a plane. Uh, kind of too big for backpack and you know walking around so yeah could, yeah interesting all right we got a, we got actually a few more questions so okay. um i'm sorry i tried to put it up on the screen so you could read the questions but it, thanks bear it doesn't seem to be working but um yeah yeah so thank you bear hopefully that sort of answered your question we sort of covered a yeah. lot after that but um okay so day i'm sorry don massingill says do you have any idea if flying and firebomb drone required by oh so basically saying do you need your 137 if you were going to fly a drone that like put out fires yeah actually you I wouldn't do, need that. yeah that yeah i believe that is under the 137 part yeah okay. um now if you're actually talking about because i've even heard about people using fire to fight fire almost kind of, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't think you're talking about that, but you know, it's like burning a perimeter. So then the fire kind of doesn't have, doesn't burn that because it's already burnt. So then it kind of burns around, right? you know, an obstacle or something, but, uh, but you wouldn't want to do that with a drone. I mean, somebody did try to do like a, you wouldn't oh, want to try oh, yeah, to burn yeah, yeah. with the drone. No, Somebody, I mean, well, you definitely want to get your right credentials for that. <laughs> correct. Because that's probably basically weaponizing. Wep it's weaponizing. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Because yeah. somebody did do that. Somebody yeah. basically put, uh, and you can still find it on YouTube, but he basically, it's like, I was like a gallon of gas and yeah. they were using it to torch the, uh, they were burning the, like the, hornet's nests yeah. and that kind of stuff. So they were really using it for good purposes technically. Yeah. But uh, they declared it weaponizing a drone, and I'm sure they got yeah. a visit from the FAA as well. Yeah, or um, it wasn't in this country. Or, right, but, right. Yeah. Um, but I think it was here. Was it? I, I, yeah. Anyway, um, so there's your answer. Yes, you would need um, your 137 for that. All right, next up is, uh, oh, the, the Pointer Family Farm says, hmm. I appreciate you guys doing these very helpful oh, info. Thank I you. I've caught up on all of the previous podcasts. Thank you so much. Right. Here, I should have to the camera where I see. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, David Harms, he was here not too long ago. That's one of our friends okay. from Canada. He yeah. uh, was down here not too long ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Gives us a little clap. I love awesome. that. Thank you so much. Thanks, David. Uh, Holden Reed. Holden, thank you very much. He says, big time follower. Enjoy these talks. Uh, appreciate that. And then he says, uh, 
Any chance we could get a full uncut video of mapping and then conducting a spray operation so that we can see speeds, battery and container changes, range, etc. Yeah. We, so we yeah. could we could do some of that. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if we uh, do and, it and real actually, time, but and, and I have wanted to do that because it's, it's kind of it is a multi step type thing. And we we only have the two of us, so in terms yeah. of cameras and stuff, uh, yeah, we, we, we could we, definitely make it work. And, yeah. and you know, it may not be a real time, but we can tell you what the real time is. Yes, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, like we, I can, it might be a six minute video, but we'll tell you like, all right, this took this amount of time. This took this amount of time. Yeah. So yeah, we can break it down for you. Yeah. Cause they, they've kind of like added, they've started to add more and more features and that kind of yeah. stuff. And actually for those that don't know, uh, I know that a lot of the, um, agriculture equipment, it's, it's running, it's taking shape files yeah. for, oh, for, yeah. for, the, for the area. Um, that you're using, you can actually import the shape files into the, the, the drones now. So, yeah. uh, that wasn't really available in the, uh, MG series. They started to kind of do some beta type stuff, but then they really, you know, they used KML, but then, you know, obviously realized that most of the ad equipment is spitting out shape files. So hmm. that's actually, uh, nice yeah. because it's something that most of the it's going to be sort have. of universal yeah they already yeah it's they universal already, and they, and it, they it's like have that it's like rtk you know like we always yeah. we always i think when i first started here and we started talking about rtk it's yeah. like okay it's you know gps on steroids and we thought we didn't think anybody was going to know what it meant yeah farmers immediately knew what it meant yeah because they've been using it, for been using it forever yeah. so they yeah. they're basically educating us on it um yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, thank you guys so much for the questions. I think the, the most fun about what we do, I mean, we have fun working with each other. We have a good time. Kind of. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, but we have a good time together. But I think what we love the most is that every day is like a new adventure. Kind yeah, of, yeah, it is. In terms of who we deal with, what they're doing, um, why they want to use a drone. You right. know, Because every time somebody comes in, they look at this one. Or if it's on the public safety side, they see like the Matrice or the Mavic 2 Enterprise Advances, which you can see there's the Matrice 300 over there. Yeah. Up there is the Mavic 2 Enterprise Advance. Um, and the, it sparks ideas immediately. Yeah, with them, because they know? all have different backgrounds. Yes. They've all had different jobs before. And then as soon as you start talking to someone for 15 minutes, I it, mean, we've said it, it yep. for years that it, it's like they'll have oh, an idea. Oh, we could do this and we right. could do this. And this could save me money doing it this way or this could you know, save somebody's life. Cause we don't have to send somebody up on a roof. Or, right. You know what I mean? Like there are so many ideas in every industry yeah. and that's really what's exciting about what we're doing. You know? it is, um, it is. And it's exciting to be, be in on it earlier or to be in on it sort of at the ground level. When um, things are changing, when things are changing and you have a chance to hopefully make an impact on how yeah. things end up uh, shaking out. So yeah. anyway, thank you guys. We appreciate it. We happy Friday. We almost made it out of record 35 minutes. So that's oh, good, nice. but we appreciate all the comments and questions and, uh, you know, continue to, to watch us continue to send your, your comments and questions in. We, we will do our best to answer them. And, and if uh, we don't always get to them on email, then we, we try to talk about them in this kind yeah. of a situation. Yeah, right. exactly. And a lot of people have the same similar questions too. And, and the good thing about doing what we're doing now is, you know, there are going to be questions that we may not know the answer to because no, that's yeah. how early on we are in this industry because the FAA doesn't know the answers to some of yeah. these questions. Sometimes. And, and, and this spans, it spans aviation. Yeah. 
agriculture, you know, pesticides. I mean, there's just, it's a wide gamut yep. uh, of, of things that you could possibly know. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, all right, guys, thank you so thank much. We appreciate you stopping by. We're going to do this every Friday. We want you guys to send in your comments and questions. Correct us. You know, yeah. like if there's a question we don't know the answer to and you do, let us know. Shoot us that comment because that's that's what this community should be about yeah. is, you yeah. know, getting information from you guys, too. It shouldn't just be us babbling, you know, all the time, which is, <laughs> you know, entertaining to eight people right now. <laughs> right, right, but uh, they'll be we appreciate you. We appreciate the eight people. So, all right. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, and we'll see you next time. I'm going to end all the right. stream right now, Michael. OK. All right. OK. Thanks. I'll okay. see you guys.